Hello and welcome to my show Conversation with Priya. I'm your host Priya Mishra. Today I am going to interview someone who is honestly need no introduction. From having written bestseller to addressing a stadium of 16,000 people, this humble yet towering human being has been an inspiration to many over the past three decades. He's also a person who believes in strengthening the emotional bond as is evidenced in his writing. While strongly believing that the world is driven by technology, he recommends finding the perfect balance between yesterday's experience and tomorrow's tech surveillance. I consider this as an opportunity to learn from one of the greatest minds of the century. Would you please welcome Bob Berg, keynote speaker, author and mentor. And I would like to mention here my favorite book written by him is Endless Referral. So help me to welcome Mr. Bob Berg. Thank you, Bob. Um, thank you for joining and accepting my interview. It is really a great honor for me. Oh, the honor is mine, Priya. Congratulations on your new book. Thank you. Thank you. With that, he, I would like to start with a few questions with your book, uh, you know, because you have been motivated thousands of people, including me. Oh. So I would like to know how your whole book journey and go-giver concept started? Well, I, I began in broadcasting, first in radio and then television. And then I, I like to say I graduated into sales and I began to study sales and learn about sales. And, and I, I think with sales, we naturally begin to learn more about personal development. We understand that success is an inside job, right? We, we build ourselves through the books and the right. audios and the videos and the seminars, and, and we keep learning and growing. And then the success manifests itself outwardly. Yeah. And uh, so I really enjoyed learning about sales, personal development, and all those that all the things that come along with it. Uh, eventually, I, after a slow start, I, I did pretty well in sales, worked my way up to sales manager of a company. People started asking me to show them how to do what I was doing. And it, it sort of evolved into a speaking business. And then, you know, from there, I wrote books to at first, the, the reason I wrote a, the first book, which was Endless Referrals, was just to position myself better, position myself as an authority in the marketplace. Uh, and, and then after that, uh, I think the books that I wrote, uh, including the, you know, the series that I wrote with John David Mann, The Go-Giver, was because yeah. I, I felt I had a message that I wanted to share and a book was the best way to do it. Right. Yeah, I mean, when I started thinking about the whole influential concept and how I'm going to influence the world, change the world, I, I was like, first, I, I mean, when I was doing my coding, my mentor used to say, first learn how to, you know, do all the rules has been introduced before you break the rules, you know. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I started a lot of read book. I'm a, I'm a reader, so I love reading books. I, a week, uh, I, I one or two book I like to read. So wow, I'm, good for you. <laughs> I love reading. I introduced my, my father in a very, very early age. So when I started, Same here. Remember, remember Dale Carnegie books, like influential category. Mm-hmm. Just blown me away on that. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the first books. Well, that was one of the first personal development books I ever read. Dale Carnegie's book. Yes, uh, <laughs> it was. It was a, one of my also in that genre. I mean, I have read a lot of other books, but it was amazing, amazing, interesting book. Now, sorry, I, I, your yeah. Please go on. 
No, I was going to say my, my, forgive me. I turned my, I turned away because I was looking for my book from my Dale Carnegie's book. book, but I, but I'm not finding it up. Oh, here it is. <laughs> Collections of book. I can see. Uh, you have. This is one of the books. early editions of Dale Carnegie's how to win friends and influence right. people. And, you know, you can tell the, the person who wrote in it, who made notes in it. And you can tell from the, <laughs> the old newspaper that they, had in there so I really treasure this edition of the book yeah no that's that's amazing I don't have that but you know once we will in person I would like to hold and touch that <laughs> <laughs> go go giver influencer is one of your uh, very interesting book I'm actually looking forward to read my favorite is endless referral so far oh, like. <laughs> thank you thank you so much um, I really loved it and I have implemented in my whole business model when I started this, you know, business seven mm -hmm. years ago, it really changed my perspective of thinking. So wow. I do treasure that. Thank you. you know? I appreciate that. I'm honored really? by that. Yeah, no, it's it's really, it was really a change of perspective for me. And I said, no, and having said that, unless you, people like you will not give the people like us how they will start. It's amazing concept and you actually hold your whole business model turned out to be like more go-giver concept <laughs> <laughs> well i think that you know i think the go-giver book the first one was sort of it, it was based on the premise of endless referrals which was that all things being equal right. people will do business with and refer business to those people they know like and trust right and that was, you know, the message that that Joe, the the hmm. protagonist in in the Go Giver, that he heard from several of the mentors. Right. You know, they all they all said that, and Joe got the message that rather than being focused on himself, which he hmm. was at the beginning, it was all about him reaching his quota and who owed what to him and so forth. He started to realize that if he could shift his focus, yeah, if he could shift his focus off of himself. Right. And on to bringing value to others, people right. were going to feel good about him. They were going to want to get to know him. They were going to like him. They were going to trust him. They were going to want to be in relationship with him, do business with him, refer him to, to others. Yeah. Yeah. And I can testify that because I tried and tested. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What is the biggest lesson that you learned for, you know, prepare, like prepare to your current role? Like, you know, what, what was the lesson you would like to share? Well, I mean, I, I, one of the best lessons I ever received was about 40 years ago. It was a couple of years, a little less than that, but it was a couple of years after I got into sales. Yeah. And I was sort of like Joe at the beginning of the story. I was very focused on myself. I was you know, I, I worked hard and I, I, I pressed and I, but I was very frustrated because I was not having the kind of success I really wanted to have. And right. fortunately there was a person there at the company where I worked and he, he wasn't even in the sales department. He was just a very wise person. And he said, you know, Bob, if you want to make a lot of money in sales, he said, don't have making money as your target. He said, your target is serving others. Right. Now, when you hit the target, you'll get a reward and that reward will come in the form of money and you can yeah. do with that money, whatever you choose, yeah. but never forget. He said the money is simply the reward for hitting the target. The target is serving others. Right. And, you know, Priya, that's really when it, when it occurred to me mm -hmm. that great salesmanship is never about the salesperson. 
Mm. It's never even about the product or service as important mm. as, as that is. Mm. It's always about the other person. Mm. It's about those people whose lives you want to add value to. Really, when you think about it, it's about another person's life being better mm. because you are part of it. And I think that when we approach sales from that standpoint, mm -hmm. I think we really are at a great advantage because mm -hmm. the, the other person knows, mm -hmm. they can sense mm -hmm. that we have their genuine well-being at heart. Right. Right, right. I mean, I was learned listening and I'm very uh, many times. I'm a big fan of Jim Ryan and he, he used to oh. I loved his audios and one of his uh, speaking. I was listening. He said, if you can give the value add, you know, your customer will love it for you, not for the service you are going to offer you. What value right. you're going to add to them. Exactly. And, yeah. So and that's where you, all this whole you can expand in a different ways but this is the key value isn't it that keep giving yeah exactly and we have to realize that value is always in the eyes of the beholder it's not what we think is of value it's mm. what they think is of value because mm. they're the customer so it's incumbent upon us to ask questions yeah. Because when you think and, li and to listen, because when you think about it, what is selling? It's simply discovering what the other person wants, right. needs, desires, and helping them to get it. Right. right. And we can only do that through asking questions and then really listening to understand yeah. where they're coming from. Right. Right. And, you know, what are you, the key facet of your journey as a human being and a brand? The key what? what are the key facets of your journey as a human being and a brand? Like you become a brand in your, in yourself, right? How, how, how this whole, you know, you created yourself as a brand. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I, I think we, you know, we, we do that based on our work and what we do. And I mean, I think we, we do it through intention to do that. Uh, you know, when I was, when, as I was starting my speaking business, it was about the referral business, right? It was endless referrals. It was right. based on that book. Everything I did, every article I wrote, every talk I gave, every, it was always about that. And that's how I branded myself. Yeah. Once the go-giver came out, hmm. um, you know, we kind of shifted that a little bit and now it became much more about that. And so I created that brand just by, and of course, again, I had a wonderful co-author who wrote a, a great, you know, story. And so we, we got to collaborate on that. Right. Um, but I, everything I did after that, the interviews, the talks, that everything was always about the go-giver. And I just kept on presenting the message and, and talking about it and asking, answering questions about it and writing about it and blogging about it and podcasting about it and doing all the, I mean, I think that's how you do it. I don't think there's any, any magic to it. You just yeah. kind of determine what's going to help build that brand. And right. you, you just keep doing the same thing again and again and again. Right. And I mean, it's all about creating a perception you wanted to be perceived by your customer the way you want it to be done. done. And yeah. And I think for it to really happen, and you bring up a great point, because mm -hmm. for it to really take hold on a sustainable level, mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. brand that you're trying to create must be congruent with mm -hmm. your true values. Mm -hmm. Right. So everything about the brand itself, you know, hopefully I live up to it just through who I am and what I do. 
Okay. Yeah. It's not that people can't be phony. It's not that they, I've seen people create great brands who weren't necessarily what they said, but it's very difficult to sustain. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of pressure to keep up the facade, right. To keep up. Uh, I think yeah. it's much easier to build a brand based on your core true values. Right. And that's where people connect, you know, um, but um, mm. about that, you know, when you write all that and you try to pass that message, how do you ensure that your audience understand the information you dissipate? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's always such a, you know, an important part of it. You've got to be able to share the message in a way that that people can understand and, yeah. and share, uh, you know, in a way that that people want to understand so I, I think in a sense it's it's being that person uh, you know as Jim Rohn would probably say you know it's it's being that person first yeah and then you know people buying into the message because they buy into you so I think both the person and the message you know are important in that regard yeah and human factor featured in the world of celebration you know adoption to the technology and automation it becoming like people are trying to write a content which is not very humanized um, and it's really becoming a challenge. Whereas AI is getting trained like Sophia is getting trained to talk <laughs> like human. <laughs> it's amazing shift is happening. Like I have noticed a lot of content. I'm, I'm, I'm very much focusing my business model based on the narrative. And I'm not finding it the com people are writing a good, it's like nice content, very thoughtfully, you know, crafted. But the human connection is somehow very dry in that, you know. Probably, so, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I I read. I'm looking at your couple of books. I've been following, and some of them I bought. Some I'm gonna buy. You know, in this whole you know curriculum for making a difference, like that is what what was that about? Like when when do you started thinking about you know making a difference concept? I mean, I think you always want to, I, I think you always want to make a positive difference through the value you provide. Uh, I, I think when you start out, obviously you don't have as big a platform because you're just starting out, you know, and you just grow it consistently over time. Hopefully you get a, a whole bunch of what we call personal walking ambassadors, which remember Joe learned about in the book. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those are those people who know, like, and trust you, and they want to see you succeed. You know, they mm -hmm. believe in you, they believe in your message. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, John David Mann and I would both say that, that the success of the book itself uh, is, is not just the book we wrote. It's about all the people who have taken on that message. Right. and been ambassadors right. of the message and, right. and i think when you start to see that happening it gets it get, it becomes very encouraging and the social impact is becoming more and more important in these days in the business uh, if you if we will notice these days everybody wants to talk about the social impact how do you how would you like to message people how they can actually incorporate the whole social impact concept in their business model and to build the sustainability more closely? Well, yeah, it's a great question. Uh, and it is important. And, uh, and I, I think that it works much better when the company truly believes mm. in that impact as opposed to utilizing it as a marketing tool. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I think that consumers can sort of tell yeah 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and so I, so I, again, I, I think so much of, of the power of influence starts with those core values mm -hmm. and those core beliefs. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, you know, so that, so that is the one thing I would say to any company who wants to, you know, to feel as though they're making a, an impact socially, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as well as, as well as simply financially. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, remember just the product they sell, if there wasn't a social, angle to it if just the product they sell if as long as it provides exceptional value to people yeah then they deserve to earn all the money they can they can earn because they're mm -hmm. bringing to the marketplace something that the market wants that people right. feel makes their life better when there's a social aspect to it uh, i think it's even better because obviously we all want to see good things you know for the world uh i just think that that it, it's really important for that company to to really believe mm. in what they're they're standing behind not just doing it so that they you know so it's politically correct and and they think people will like them better and buy from them because they're supporting a cot you know what i'm saying right yeah yeah and it becomes very important for people to when they are thinking about social impact do you think that people, if they are not passionate about that social cause even, they will not put themselves 100% and everybody can see and understand and feel it? Um, ultimately, you are trying to sell another human, whether it is B2B, B2C, you know, ultimately the other side, another human is sitting. It's uh, mm -hmm. all come to, you know, how human to human connects. So, so that it always is. passion comes automatically you know so yeah oh yeah no I, I i agree with you and i that's why i think it's it's really so important if if a company is going to go that direction they need to really have their heart behind it yeah. uh not just see it as you know another way of impressing the public and and you know yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, you started the book writing because you wanted to become a thought leader, but then you got passionate about it. And it's the reflection now, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, I when I wrote my first book, it was strictly for the positioning aspect of it. Right. Okay, right. it was because I wanted to be able to make myself more marketable as a speaker. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to have more engagements, uh, you know, all those reasons that you would do it for that. I still believed in the message. Yeah. Uh, I very much believed in the message. It was a message I had lived and built my yeah. own business that way. So yeah. uh, it was congruent. There wasn't mm -hmm. a social impact other than hopefully making the world a little better just by doing. Uh, and I mean, I, I think that my books after that were all because I felt I had a message I, I wanted to share. Yeah. Um, and that's just another reason. It doesn't have to be the reason for writing, but I think it's a more pleasant way. You know, when you feel you're, you know, when you have a, uh, um, you know, when you have a reason beyond just business to do a thing and see, and, and we even said in the book that yeah. most entrepreneurs hmm. who, you know, build a huge business, they're much, they're, they're really not, you know, money is important. Uh, they, yeah. We need money to start. And that money's a good thing. It helps you live your values. I mean, when you, when you have more money, you're able to do more things that are yeah. what you want to do. That that's fine. Yeah. But that's typically not the reason yeah. that someone builds a huge business. Right. The reason is because they have a passion for, mm -hmm. for bringing something to the world. 
Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. usually how it is. You know, if you look back to um, Amar Bose, who was the founder of the uh, Bose Corporation, the, you know, right. the earphones and all the, you know, the musical. Uh, and he ended up, you know, being a billionaire, I, I believe by the time, at least it was a billion dollar company. I don't know if he was a billionaire or not. I think he was uh, by the time he passed, but he started because when he was in college, he at MIT, he was looking for some really great headphones, you know, mm-hmm. earphones mm-hmm. at Radio yeah. Shack and he couldn't find any. Wow. And he had a mission. Yeah. His mission was to create headphones that people could listen to and just enjoy the music and that it would sound perfect. That was his passion. Right. Right. Yeah. And look what happened. The guy, you know, built a huge, huge company. And I think most entrepreneurs, we make a difference through our work. Right. Okay. And so that's why I think it really is. But it's still, it's also great to be able to do something where you're able to bring a lot of value to the marketplace and earn a very high amount of money while you're doing it. That's the best of both worlds. Right. Right. And, you know, it's like uh, when you have a need, it you start thinking more about it. And when it becomes passion, that's where actual miracle happens. There are very few products by accident you can see in the market, but there are many <laughs> products which is out, came out of passion and becomes the household name. Sure, know? sure. So, you know, what, what is that unique value proposition that entrepreneurs can adopt in this day and age of the new normal? Like we are in a pandemic, we all know, and we are, I, I, in a way, I see this as an, uh, of course, we are in a problem, but there is an opportunity. Otherwise, it was not easy to open up to the whole world. I I embraced this situation um, by sitting in my room. I'm talking to all over the world, you know, almost every week. So it was not possible. But, you know, my question to you that, you know, unique value proposition that entrepreneurs can adopt in this in new day, new and normal, you know, what is what they can do in that? Well, I'm not sure if it's a unique value proposition per se, as much as what they need to do is, I think, be that person who finds a way to to bring exceptional value despite what cannot be done. You know, and I think I think successful people tend to really live in truths. Okay, they don't deny the truth because it's inconvenient. Now, they also don't let it stop them from doing what they need to do. So in other words, let's say when you have a a pandemic, right? I mean, there are certain truths, things you cannot do. Uh, You know, if you can't go out or you can't get in front of a customer in person or you can't, what? what, okay, so you'd say, okay, these are the things we can't do. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't live there. You acknowledge it. You acknowledge the truth, but you don't live over there in the problem. You now kind of shift over and you say, okay, I know what I can't do. What can I do? Yeah, yeah. What resources are there that I can even tap into? Who can I speak with? How do I find a way to? And then you look at that. And so, you know, I think what that person does is is they communicate to those in their sphere mm-hmm. uh, or those prospective customers or clients that, you know, that they're going to provide value to them in whatever way they can based on the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's optimism is very much needed in in any given crisis, whether you are prepared for crisis or not. Some crisis, Mm -hmm. I mean, this actually taught us if anything, nothing, there are some crises can come, which we can't prepare for. 
but when it is there how quickly we can adopt to flourish mm. from there mm -hmm. so yeah 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 it it's changed everyone's perspective and adoption ability and there are a strongest survival situation is still actually you can see the people who are stronger uh, you know and know how mm -hmm. to become more optimistic they actually pass through and they thrive more than ever yeah you know in this situation yeah. so uh, before we go what is your closing thoughts for the new starters who are coming up as a startup you there are a lot of young entrepreneurs are coming uh, what are your closing thoughts to them I think for any entrepreneur, you, you kind of seek out the information, you know, whatever it is you want to do or whatever you want to accomplish, someone has already done it mm. or they've done something close enough to it that you can model it and, and find out what they did, how they did it. Um, and, you know, emulate that, uh, you know, it's, it's try to find the system, uh, you know, what is a system? It's a, a process for predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how-to principles. In other words, uh, you know, the key is predictability. If it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired result of B, then you know all you need to do is A and continue to do A and continue to do A, and you'll eventually get the desired results of B. So seek out the information, okay? There's people who've done it. They've put it in books or in mm -hmm. audios or videos, or they do courses or whatever. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, don't just go for anything, make sure you check it out and make sure that you, you know what I'm saying? But, but yeah. find the system, yeah. then begin applying it, you know, action without or knowledge without action is the same as not having any knowledge at all. So apply the information. Don't wait till things till you're perfect until because it's not going to happen. You got to yeah. get out there and do it. Uh, you've got to be persistent. You've got to understand that you're going to get a lot of people saying no, and you're gonna going to fall down a lot and you just keep getting back up and moving toward it. And I think if you, you know, if you have the a, a strong enough desire yeah. and a high enough level of belief in, in yourself and in what you're doing, uh, you know, I, I think you can pretty much accomplish whatever you set out to accomplish. For sure, for sure. I and I also read a book called um, you know, compound interest, if you remember, compound interest. It was amazing book. The more you read, more you do things, you get the eventually that compound interest. Sure, in sure, way. sure. <laughs> you know, amazing to actually enforce the thoughts you just lay down here. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's a the more you do, the compound interest actually keep giving you. In you know, it might not give you immediately. Right. No, but you're building the momentum, and it compounds and it compounds, and eventually, boom, you just break through, and uh, yeah. Yes interesting thank you so much for joining in it is amazing oh, you know, it was pleasure. a great communication i'm sure the audience will find it very interesting as well and they will definitely get a lot in that i will recommend everybody to read his books they are a new book in the market go go giver concept only expand edition i think it is mm -hmm. already in order mode so it is, I will recommend everybody to read. I am going to buy that for sure. So thank you so much for joining in, Bob. Thank you. Thank you, Pri. I appreciate you greatly. Thanks.